Okay, helmet, check, cravat, check, everything's in order. I'm gonna throw myself off the 29th floor of a building. This is gonna be brilliant. This is gonna be fantastic. See ya! Ah! Oh god! Oh, I didn't actually check my parachute. I didn't make sure my parachute was, was not, not entangled. Oh, this is getting a very, very seriously boring situation. This is very, very bad. I made a very serious mistake. Oh, for flip's sake! Hello, 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 and welcome to this edition of the Jolly Heretic. Now, um, why on what kind of person throws themselves off the 29th floor of a building? What is the psychology of people that like engaging in extremely risky behaviour? And I was um, inspired to look at this by an event that happened uh, uh, last night, that is to say the 28th of January, uh, in Thailand, that's in uh, in Pattaya at 7.30pm, in which a particular individual by the name of Nathy Odinson, of 33 years of age, originally from Huntingdon uh, in Cambridgeshire in the UK, uh, got himself up to the 29th floor of a building and threw himself off, um, illegally. Uh, he often does these kinds of things, but unfortunately on this occasion, um, his parachute wasn't uh, wasn't properly sorted out, and so it became entangled. There was no question of it uh, of opening, and he died. So um, I thought to myself, what, what, why would you do that? What would be the psychology of extreme risk taking? Well, let's have a look. The first thing, um, and I will tell you some interesting facts about this uh, Nathan Odinson later that are consistent with this analysis. But the first thing is just low impulse control. Now, if you have low conscientiousness, uh, if, if this is caused because you're drunk or you just have low conscientiousness, then obviously you are more inclined to take risk. You act in the moment. You don't think about the future. You are highly impulsive. Now, this is not necessarily the case with this guy, because obviously he presumably, I, I assume, um, he, he regularly checked things out and he, he, you know, he planned to do this. It, it wasn't spur of the moment, as you, you'll get some people that will spur of the moment walk along the, the handrail of a bridge or something and fall into the water. That's low impulse control. He's planned it out. But that's the first thing, low impulse control. The big thing that's associated with it, however, and there are a number of studies on this, on extreme risk taking, is just extroversion. Uh, if you are, what extroversion is, is that you, you, uh, you, you, you feel positive feelings strongly. And because you feel positive feelings strongly, the reward you get, the rush you get from doing something exciting, from doing something that induces adrenaline or endorphins is so massive. The reward pathway in you is different from in introverts or different from in normal people. You get such a rush. It's such an overwhelming rush that it is worth taking the risk. And this is why people that are high in the personality trait extroversion, which is about 0.5 genetic, uh, will tend to die younger. They will be more likely to engage uh, in risky sex. They'll be more likely to, get, to try, try drugs. They'll be more likely to engage in massive alcoholic binges. They'll be more likely to overeat. They'll be more likely to eat unhealthy food. They'll be more likely to engage in extreme sports because they just get a rush, a huge reward. Their brains are wired differently. They get a huge reward from doing something dangerous because ultimately it creates this creates within certain boundaries anyway uh, this creates adrenaline and it creates endorphins and for them it's such it's like a it's like cocaine it's such a rush that it overwhelms your logical reasoning they just get so much out of it and um, the next thing is simply that is simply what's known as sensation seeking now sensation seeking is a subset of the personality trait openness it is it is their brains are just different they are rewarded 
by doing novel um, and dangerous uh, and and sensational things. It, again, it's it, it's this elevated um, elevated levels of endorphins and, and adrenaline and so forth, and it just gives them an incredible incredible hit that you you can't imagine. Um, and so it just overwhelms any normal logical considerations that you might make, um, and therefore they engage in these kinds of behaviours. Um, social anxiety is another predictor of taking risks, but but that's that's because people that are that are socially anxious they they don't they're not very good at socializing or whatever and so they drink alcohol to loosen themselves up and they do so to a dangerous degree but that's not relevant here that's not relevant with the kind of extreme risks we're talking about of throwing yourself off a, off a 20 off the 29th floor of a building uh, with 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 a parachute um, another one is bipolar disorder so bipolar disorder or manic depression, as it used to be known, um, is that you oscillate between these incredible highs, unbelievable highs, in which you think you're kind of invincible and you're in charge of the universe and you're uh, you're incredibly happy and, uh, and 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 so forth, and incredible lows. And when you are in the high, when you are in the manic stage of bipolar disorder, then people can take quite incredible risks because they're just delusional. Uh, they they think they think they can do things they're not capable of, and so they take extreme risks when they're in the manic phase uh, of, of bipolar. Another one is just low intelligence. Uh, obvious, really. Uh, if you're not particularly intelligent, you don't fully understand the, comp the, the consequence of your actions. You don't reason things through. You don't understand the dangerousness of the situation that you are in. And therefore, for that reason, you take a risk in a way that a more intelligent person wouldn't, because a more intelligent person comprehends better uh, the likely set of outcomes of their actions. Also, people that have low intelligence live in the now. They don't think about the future as much. They are not as future-oriented. And so the, the incredible thrill uh, and, and positive feelings of engaging in the extreme risk of jumping off a building um, will, will, will simply mean more to them than the future consequences. It will outweigh the future consequences. The future consequences won't weigh much on their mind because people that are low in IQ live in the now and people that are higher in IQ, to a certain extent, live in the future. So they are simply more likely to take risks. Yes, another issue um, is finally is personality disorders. Now there's two kinds of personality disorders that are relevant here. The first is um, borderline personality disorder. There is evidence borderline personality disorder is that you have a fundamental fear of being abandoned. Uh, you have very very intense moods. You feel negative feelings um, extremely strongly. And various other and, and various other traits. Now, what borderline personality disorder, which is more common in women, by the way, is associated with, is taking more risks. And there are studies that have indicated that that uh, the people who have borderline personality disorder, they they basically respond less strongly to risk. Like they they don't see things as risky that other people would see as risky. And this is evidenced in this in the reaction of their skin when placed in risky situations and various other experiments. They just don't see these things. They don't understand them. Their body doesn't process them as being as risky. And so they take these risks, not least because they're often very unhappy people. Um, and therefore, the, the thrill, the adrenaline, the endorphins, whatever, kind of allows them to feel happy for a moment. Now, that's more common in women. In men, it's... Uh, 
related issue in some ways to BPD is narcissism. Um, and narcissistic people uh, will take risks because of the reward that is involved. So the reward, they want admiration, they want to be looked up to, they want people to think they're great, and they'll be prepared to take risks for the reward involved. There is a subset of narcissists called vulnerable narcissists, which crosses over strongly with borderline personality disorder. Um, and again, here you can see that such people would take risks for the reward involved. They crave admiration and so forth. And so you can see why this Odinson person uh, would do that. Does he show uh, signs of narcissism? Well, he, show, he certainly he has a large number of tattoos. Uh, this has been shown in studies that uh, I've done to be associated with low intelligence, um, uh, to be associated with depression, and to be associated with a sort of general fast life history strategy that you, you live fast and die young. And that's what seems to be going on with borderline personality disorder. These people, there's no, they just live fast and die young, basically, and therefore they are, they are evolved to an ecology of unstableness, to an ecology of risk. And, so, uh, and they, they, they get off on risk. They're evolved to take risks. And that might, what, might be what's going on. You'll also notice that his name is Nathie Odinson. Now, this is obviously uh, a made-up name because his brother is Edward Harrison. So, and I've looked in the birth records, and there's no birth record in the UK for someone called Nathan or Nathie Odinson. He doesn't exist. He's not a real person. So, obviously, he's changed his name. So, uh, narcissists will tend to do that. They will tend to adopt uh, unusual identities and things like that uh, uh, because it gets them admiration, because it seems cool, because it gets positive consequences in some way. That's what they're always looking for. They're always looking for admiration and the feeling that they're great. Um, and that's what he appears to have done. So, I suspect uh, narcissists also are high in sensation seeking. They're often high in, in extroversion. They're high in all of these things that make them essentially socially effective. So those really are the kinds of people that will do things like this. And you can imagine that a person that is narcissistic have a very high opinion of himself. He will see himself as brilliant and fantastic. Um, and therefore, perhaps he will be neglectful and he'll, he'll think he couldn't possibly make mistakes and nothing bad could happen to him because he's perfect and wonderful. Um, and, um, and it has because his parachute didn't open and, and, and he died. Now, I don't know that this person is a narcissist, of course, but there's certain indications that that might be the case. But certainly, um, it, it is likely that he is high in extroversion, he is high in sensation-seeking, um, and uh, his, reward, his reward pathways are just different from those of normal people, and the consequence, unfortunately, is that he has died. So, um, I, I personally, maybe I'm, I'm, I'm too much risk-inhibited, but I cannot understand why anybody would engage in a parachute jump. If you've, if you've done that, then I know one person that's done so person, uh, personally, and that person went way off course um, uh, and landed in a field of cows. And that's extremely dangerous, because if you land in a field of cows, they can get very upset and trample you. And she was lucky, I think, to survive. So I wouldn't do that. If you've done a parachute jump, I'd be interested in your comments. Why do you do this? But anyway, I will see you all soon, and goodbye! Are you ready for the future of the West?